I can sit here. That's true. Fair enough. Are you two cozying up again? Apparently. Are you rubbing cheeks? No. no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I literally just no, turned, we t- turned t- and looked t- at each t- other. T- There's this long pause and just a... No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> that's, that's not. Let's not say we did. Grapefruit! What? What? Grapefruit! <laughs> no. We have 30 seconds till the show starts. Are we ready? Are you guys ready? Are we ever ready? What are we talking about again? I forgot. Well, maybe. Video games. Goddamn computer and logged into your fucking Facebook messages. You could see (laughs) the entire chat that me and Simon had earlier in which we figured out exactly what the episode was going to be. And that way you might be able to find out exactly what we're going to be talking about. And hello and welcome to World (laughs) 1 Stage 1. He's Jack. I'm Simon. I'm Irish. And I'm Mike. Oh, that felt weird. I know. Do you want to try that again? No, I quite liked it. Oh, okay, I like cool. Weird. It's a good kind of weird. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I'm going to predict something here. Uh-oh. If you're listening to this as a download, you're not listening to it on Tuesday night because on Tuesday night you were listening to what, as we're speaking, would have been last week's show. Yes. I'm confused as balls. What Owen. are you talking about? Owen. That's mostly my fault. Which is why Jack is confused as balls, because he has no idea what I'm talking about. You say it's mostly your fault? Do you mean entirely your fault? No, no, it was partially the fault of people tempting me to play Castle Crushers. Hey, hey. And who bought Castle him. Crushers? Oh, no, wait, that was, shit, that was me. Shit. <laughs> that shit. was, in fact, you, Jack. So, uh, shit. It's Simon and Jack. I got, okay. I got Castle Crushers and Monaco fix, uh, fixed up, mixed up. Yes, so it's largely Jack's fault, really. Shit. Let's blame him. Man, how much fun do we have? That was so pretty much fun. Cool. I am the most we, we badass need to ever. We're going to have another go tonight, yeah? Are we going to have another go tonight? No, because I've got to re- do the episode. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> so Monaco Otherwise, they'll never tonight, come out. So Monaco tonight, right? No, because I want to play Monaco. All right, okay, cool. Um, we can we play can Monaco another tonight. Night. Maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow? No. Oh, we'll set for tomorrow. Uh, I am at Jack's. T- well, I'm at Irish's. This is is tomorrow, but I don't. Yeah. I'm not there all night, so that's true. We shall see. We we need to make plans. Yes. You know how terrible we are at that. No, Owen, you're not listening to this live. It is it is actually um, d- delayed, and this is actually last week's episode right now. No. What? No, it is delayed. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just no. trying to mess with people. No, Lazarus, it's working fine. Uh, we're not on the Ustream bit. Yeah, we're not. Is the Ustream bit like where you would see our faces and stuff? Yeah, if we were doing video. Yeah. Well, let's do video. No. Uh, no. Okay. I need an excuse to wear my white suit on. Because that means Simon had to put clothes on. Yeah. And that's not going to happen in this heat. But I, I need an excuse to wear my white suit on air. <clears throat> well, maybe you can do video. Yeah, 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 that sounds fair. Well, if you finally get around to do the versus stuff, then you've got your perfect reason to wear your suit. True. I've been practicing my para para. Mm. Mm. I haven't. Yeah. Oh, oh. Good man. But you're the only one who can. 
Like, am I? The actual game itself. Like, the, I think the only para para machine in the in in the UK is in London. Ah, well, it's not in my flat. True. Or my office. Yes, you can definitely tell you're listening to a World One Stage One, most professional podcast in this flat. Which confuses me as to why people wrote to us. Yeah, maybe it's because we threatened them repeatedly. <laughs> well, yes, that but might say, have something say, to do with you it. You say you threatened, more like pleaded. It was a little bit of both. I like to think we can threaten and plead simultaneously. That's yeah. a skill we have. Please do this thing or we will gut you with a fish hook. There you go. Perfect example. Except we didn't give a thing to do. Just send us money. Let's try that next. Let's not. Okay. Just yet. Just me. Let's Just let's me. get people to go and sign up to Simply Everything on simplysyndicator.com. Yeah. That benefits us in no way, but it's a good idea. Yeah, this is really I mean, good just service. because something doesn't benefit us doesn't mean it's not a good idea. That's true. I mean, Although things know, that benefit us are also good ideas. Cutting down in salt on salt in someone's diet is probably a good idea for that person. Doesn't benefit us in any way. Only if they have a high salt diet. Yeah. They need some salt. So Yeah, but like not too much. If someone's already on a very low sodium diet, then they probably don't want to cut out salt. Or they might want to cut out salt. Actually, That's why they're on a low sodium diet. Maybe they but that implies they salt. already did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, is this really not what we're supposed to be talking about today? It's a little off topic, yes. A little bit. Although, hang on, hang on. Let's see, if I, let's see if I can link it in, right? Sodium, okay, right. is an element. Yes. I'll now throw the ball to Jack. Jack, where do you want to, you don't know what the show's about tonight, do you? No. I'll throw the ball to Simon. <laughs> and I'll say we got listener mail. Yeah! Which is an element of this show. Man, we're the best. We are the best at what we do. Around. And what we do is not very nice. Yeah. So first off, shall I read our, uh, our letter from Rocky? Uh, yes, we'll Please read do. the letter from Rocky first, because that could be like a, a quick one. And then, and then there's the really long super message, which is awesome. Yes. Although the message Rocky's... from Rocky is also awesome. I didn't mean to imply that it wasn't. It's awesome, but it's a nice quick two-parter. Yeah. Hi, all. I have some questions that I would be interested to hear your thoughts on. Number one. Kickstarter. What game, series, would you like to see on Kickstarter? For example, the new Tex Murphy game, the Larry remake, or even the failed Dizzy Kickstarter. Number two, what film would you most like to see made into a game? Great show. Keep up the good work. Regards, Ian, a.k.a. Rocky. There was a Dizzy Kickstarter? There was. Oh my god! What's Dizzy? Dizzy is a classic platformer. Wait, wait, wait. As in Dizzy the Egg? Yeah. No. Yeah. Like Fantasyland Dizzy, Treasure Island Dizzy. Oh my god! No. Why, why did that not get off the ground? Well, because fans didn't know about it, clearly. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, I wouldn't call myself a fan, more as a little, like, I know Dizzy existed. God damn it. So, I think Irish's answer is Dizzy. He would quite like to see that on Kickstarter. <laughs> I just have, I have fond memories of playing the old Dizzy games and going, in my little feeble child mind, going, the fuck am I meant to be doing? <laughs> What they were surprisingly unforgiving. Yeah. Oh god, that game was unforgiving. With with Kickstarter games, I, I honestly I don't follow um, Kickstarter video games that much on, uh, well, Kickstarter. Um, mostly the stuff I get interested in are like things like um, TCGs and, uh, and and miniatures games and board games and things like that. So you're so following Molly then? Yeah, I'm not really that sort of well versed in the video games aspect of Kickstarter, which is probably a bit terrible for someone like me. <laughs> Do you fetch me uh, for me? Uh, the ones I would have wanted to see 
have already been funded, really. Yeah? Yeah, I would have loved to have seen a new um, sort of Wing Commander-style game from Chris Roberts. Well, that's been funded. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see a new Elite. That's oh. been funded. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Not long now, then. Not long now. And... Oh, I don't know. Let's let's imagine someone wanted to make a modern remake faithful to the original game of the Syndicate franchise. Wait, didn't someone already make a modern Syndicate game, Simon? No. I said faithful to the original. <laughs> that no, was so, someone made a game called Syndicate. Yeah, well, Syndicate was a was a first person shooter, right? Let's save that for the main body of the topic of this show. Oh God, yeah, I hadn't thought. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is why I'm bringing this one up. It's not yet funded. Satellite Rain, R-E-I-G-N, uh-huh. is a real-time class-based strategy game set in an open-world cyberpunk city from the creator of Syndicate Wars. Now, Wars wasn't great, but this looks a lot better. The technology has caught up to the ideas. So they are about £25,000 short of their goal with five days to go as we're speaking. That's... that's um pretty bad no they've got three hundred and twenty-five thousand. Oh, okay that's pretty good so get yourselves to kickstarter and fun satellite rain <laughs> I, I, I want that that's also bad yeah whereas i don't really know anything that should be kickstarted I, again my i not my area of expertise with kickstarter that's fine something go to like kickstarter s- and fun satellite rain something yeah like- with all that money i have <laughs> <laughs> any donation counts I don't have any money to make donations. Well, the only thing I want to thought was already being done, really, and that was a, you know, a bit more true-to-form Ninja Turtle game, and that's already in development. So, Sweet. Mm. you know, the um, where they actually look like turtles. So that's quite a good thing for them to look like. And it's going to be an arcade game as well. So, have you not what seen any the videos Mike? floating around for this? I haven't actually. Oh, I'll. I'll I have to link it to you after the show. Fair enough. Mike? Uh, is currently cooking. I knew he would be, that's why I said it. What a shit. <laughs> I wanted to highlight his absence. He is, like, here for this episode, but he's that also not. Jackass. He, he is he's here, as in he's in your flat, but he's not actually speaking, is he? Not yet. Mike! <laughs> Subtle. No, no, it's all right, I can ask you from here. He- <laughs> What game or series would you like to see on Kickstarter? For example, the new Tex Murphy game, the Larry remake, or even the failed Dizzy Kickstarter. Oh, he's here now. Um, I don't know any of those. Well, that was useful. Thank you, Mike. You made well, me. You don't need to know those to know what you would like to see. If you wanted to see well, a game franchise get rejuvenated on on through Kickstarter, I'd hope it wouldn't need Kickstarter to get rejuvenated. Somewhat missed the point of the yeah, question. Give me that. Give me that alcohol and, and go back to your kitchen. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I suppose it'll actually a leisure suit. There. Are you going to say Larry. Leisure, suit, leisure suit, Larry? Larry, that'd be an interesting game. Well, that's been done. It's available on Steam. Enjoy. Oh, is it now? Oh, cool. I hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, actually, uh, yeah, Steam. Who even remembers that? Who even remembers what Steam is? Um, we'll get onto that in a bit. I think. Games I want back. Um, X Wing versus Tie Fighter. But I'd play that on the Kickstarter. Like a, like a, a dedicated um, space combat Star Wars game. Yeah, well, like if they just retextured X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, I'd be oh. totally okay with that. <laughs> yeah, just an HD remake would be fine. Yeah, yeah just, fair enough. Just HD retexture. 
I would be so, I would pay so much money for that. Anyway, back to the kitchen. You know what I'd like to see is probably like a, a one of those isometric uh, horror games, like uh, Sanitarium. Okay. I'd like to see someone try and make a, one of those for the modern day because that, that Sanitarium was a brilliant piece of gaming, brilliant piece of writing, especially. Hmm. So yeah, that's probably what I, where I would go with it. That or one of these sort of top-down isometric um, RPGs like the Baldur's Gate series or uh, Fallout, the old Fallout games. Hmm. Well, I see something there's, like. I believe there's a Wasteland game. Really? Which would fit that bill? Yeah, I might look into that one then. I am looking into it as we speak. Sweet. What about movies? Yeah, Wasteland Two: The Godfather of Post-Apocalyptic RPGs is back. Oh, Sweet. that's funded. Oh, it's, it's coming out then. Well, it had a goal of $900,000, which, you know, that's ambitious. Yeah. It raised $2.9 million. <laughs> Holy balls. Okay. <laughs> so it, it overfunded by about $2 million. Nice. I think that means that's coming out. Yeah, and that should uh, do pretty well, I think. Wait, I missed that. What? Wasteland 2. The original oh, Wasteland oh, is yeah, the game yeah, yeah. that inspired Fallout. Yeah, yeah, I saw that Kickstarter. $2.9 million. I know. Crazy. That did all right. <laughs> Funny that. Bloody hell. Right, movies. However, you can still get the limited $10,000 pledge rewards. Which are? Uh, all of the above, whatever they are. Oh, we will build a statue in your honor, is amongst them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Wow. Uh, oh, it's in game, but you will forever become part of Wasteland history. Wow. That's pretty good. I love I love little things like that because, like I said, the Wall of Darkness stuff uh, when they were doing Kickstarter things and some of the really high end uh, rewards for things like you actually get to have your character be a part of the sort of mythology for the, the new updated games. Mm. I love stuff stuff like that. Uh, oh, at the ten thousand dollar pledge as well as the statue, you get a shrine in the game. <laughs> you also get uh, invited to a private party just for those sixteen backers. Awesome. And uh, 50 copies of the game. 50? 50. 50 copies of the game? Yep. I see. Um, to do with as you want, it specifies. Fair enough. You only get That's 30 if you pledge 5,000. I see, someone's going someone's gonna to have a very eventful Christmas, I think. <laughs> Everybody gets Wasteland. You get <laughs> Wasteland, you get Wasteland, everybody gets a Wasteland. Who is this person so I can find them and become very close friends of them? Yeah, there are four of them, which or means there are 200 copies going. Or at least in their top 50 friends. <laughs> well, 49. Because I'm assuming they're going to keep one if they've paid 10 grand. No, as whether you know, it turns out at the end they don't actually really care that much for the Wasteland game. They just wanted the shrine. They, That's they, they all that, that, on just, eBay. They just have, a, they just have like a, a compulsion to like spend money on Kickstarter. I'm sure people like that exist. Yeah. Why can't, they, why can't I find them? <laughs> Well, you're not Kickstarter, so even if you found them, it wouldn't help you. Yeah, but I could start a Kickstarter. You could do that without finding them. That's true. They'd come to me. <gasps> We've stumbled on something brilliant here. I think tenuous and brilliant. <laughs> it's, it's got potential. It's got potential. Okay, so what was the other part of the email? Uh, what movies? Films, yeah, what movies or film franchises should be turned mm. into video games? I don't know. There Part is an entire me- show we could do about this. That is there true. really is. I think we should do a show on this at some point. Like, you know, we should actually do a mutant wishlisting episode. Ooh. Like, what, what, se- you know, what sequels that never were should be, and what uh, movies that never were turned into games should be. And yeah, what just not, in a perfect and what not world. Should be 
Yeah. <laughs> um, what should never have happened? I think we might have figured out next week's episode, then. Yeah. Uh, I, Labyrinth. See, this is the... Like, what, what I like to think is, wait, one of the films I love... It plays David Bowie. And then I think, well, actually, these probably wouldn't work that well as games. Um, Pacific Rim? Anything by David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, Dune, the first-person shooter? Well, actually, Dune did get a game. Oh, yeah. 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 And it wasn't bad. Um, Pacific Rim? There already is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, you know, I, I could sort of see it working as a game, like either as like a giant monster beat him up. There already is a, um, a fighter on the arcade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd, like to see, I'd like to see Sharknado if you can play the Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> Funny if I was actually thinking of this recently, um, where I would, I mean, I know it's had about five different games, but I would really like to see a modern uh, movie tie-in game of Die Hard. As in the first Die Hard movie. Mm. Uh, a stealth-based shooter. Ooh. That could be interesting. Like, rather than a run-in and gun everything, an actual you are one guy with no shoes and no guns to start off with. <laughs> the third-person style or um, I, isometric? Or? No, no I, I think that would either be, have to be third or first-person. So like Mirror's Edge, you want like Mirror's Edge then? Yeah, that could be interesting. Especially with all the sort of jumping between the vents and stuff and the elevator things and the elevator shafts. I watched Die Hard recently and I was like, man, I really want to play this. Um, not a movie, but I would love to see a really well done Battlestar Galactica. It could be a combination RPG and space dogfighter. Yeah, sort of like the, the, you get the ground moments where you're like, it's all paranoia and um, second guessing people. A bit like um, the Thing game on the Xbox. Yes. And um, it's just... Um, Sort of the between missions part of Mass Effect, where you are just running around talking to crewmates, exploring side plots, and possibly beginning to suspect each other of being Cylons. So, so you'd rather uh, like a point and click adventure game, then? Sort of between. If, did you ever play the Wing Commander games? No. Where they yes, were kind of point and click adventure between missions. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's sort of that feeling. So it's large, it's a space dog fighter, but between missions, it's very plot driven with sort of Bioware style ethical and moral dilemmas, especially mm. towards the end when you're starting to work out: Do you trust some of the Cylons? Are you going to work with them? That could be really super good. Actually, I'm not even the biggest fan of uh, Battlestar Galactica, and I think actually I would totally play that. Yeah. Jenna's throwing her hat in the ring in wanting a Harry Potter Skyrim esque game. They did that already. It's called Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> Although we'll be talking about that later on. Um, again, like uh, book and comic and movie universes franchise. Uh, there, there's there's got to be a Game of Thrones game out there somewhere, right? Yeah. Well, there's um, well, there's a mod, really good mod for Crusader Kings too. Yeah, I was yeah, Crusader Kings. See, that, any... that, yeah, that, um, that, it does lend itself quite well to an RTS or sort of empire building game. Any any. Movie, I think, oh, that make a good game. It could make a good game. And I go, actually, no, that really ruined the fucking movie. Like Dread. Ooh, you know, a new Judge Dread game. But what was the last Dread? Could... Was it was it Dread versus Death? Or... It was. Yeah, that's that was a while back though. But you know, based on the new Dread. Yeah. But I was, again, look at it, and go. Oh, well, as cool as that may sound. Eh. I've been burnt too many times before. <laughs> well, no, because I could see that be if you 
I guess it being very if you did it similar to like Space Marine in terms of looks and gameplay, that'd be actually yeah 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 that would work really well. I'd love that. Oh, as long as you don't have a stupid jet bike sequence. Yeah. Was that a chihuahua? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> I think something bad has happened. Um, oh man, what happened? Um, no, no, it, are you okay? I'm fine, but I told him to do it himself. He made me do it, so the fry that has exploded oil all over the kitchen now. Oh, cool. He made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one that was like, it wouldn't even be that um, difficult to. Um, to make, which would be, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, House of Leaves. Oh god, that would be impossible. No, no. This the thing is right with all the um, the Slender clones, these sort of first-person horror sort of stalker games that are out. Oh, one where the sort of like the, the the landscape and the the architecture warps around you when you're not looking at it, mm. where you end up you know going through the the, the impossible corridor, the the ten-minute corridor, and all sort of stuff. That could be kind uh, of a good game for that kind of feeling. Antichamber. I keep hearing good things about that. I've not seen it yet. It's very strange. Yeah, it does sound like my kind of thing, but you know what I mean? Like the sort of twisting architecture and, you know, not entirely sure and uh, being in your normal home and it just starting off completely normal. A bit like um, Heavy Rain. Or the Tremere Haven in Bloodlines. Yeah, exactly. And I think that could really work if they, sort of, if they get the scale um, right on it. It would be tricky to do. It would be, yeah. But I was like, actually, you know what? That could, that could work. I mean, the whole rest of the book, obviously, problematic, but uh, the actual the exploration and expeditions, that's going to be kind of fun. If we're going to go into books, I'm going to have to say I want to see a series of Homeworld-style um, space RTSs based on the Honor Harrington yeah. franchise. Actually, I would totally love to see that as well, just based entirely on what you told me about them. Seeing as large swathes of that book franchise were inspired by a tabletop miniatures game. Yeah. So With it's already... The momentum and everything rules I remember you telling me about. Yeah, the rules are all there. Yeah. Just turn it into a video game. Because especially with a video game, you can use time dilation as well, so that sort of the setup and approach to battle, which can take hours, uh, can all be done in a few minutes. And then you can go into real time for the actual engagement. Fair enough. I will also as well see, uh, this one needs like an extra bit added on the end. I would like to see a Neon Genesis Evangelion movie. And then I'll add on to the end, released in the West. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean game. Did I say movie? You did. I meant game, but I'm glad, you you, I'm glad that you corrected me there. There are plenty of Ava games, but yeah. Not yeah, not, I, I think maybe one or two have, been, like, have come out in the, in the West, but... No. No? No. Okay. I've seen the they... N64 one, it's really cool. Mm. I've seen a bunch of the PlayStation ones, really cool. Yeah. So... <laughs> Sorry for the comments. Oh, God, that's a good point. Yeah, this was the quick question. We've actually got a whole show to do after this, and that's, what, <laughs> half an hour? Oh, I'm sure we can condense it down to a half hour. Yeah, all right. So, so shall we begin the, the actual topic? Or have we got any more well, questions? There is another listener mail which sort of leads yeah, into say, this topic. To your, to your question, Jack, uh, are we going to move on to the topic, or is there more listener mail? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Uh, earlier this morning, I got a uh, an ask on the World 1 Stage 1 Tumblr. Holy fuck, really? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, from Mr. Lazarus Desaad, who is currently in the uh, in the chat room. Ooh, Hi, Lazarus Desaad. And who people may remember from the early days of World 1 Stage 1. Earlier days. 
We have a couple of old, older, list, older, a couple of you know, like listeners from the, the golden age in there at the moment. Right. Uh, do you want to? You put it as well, haven't you, Simon? Uh, you sent it to me. That does yes. not necessarily mean I have it. That's true. I've got it to hand, so I shall. I shall read it out. Uh, it's a little bit of a long one, so so uh, here we go. Looking over my, uh, oh, hang on, no, we'll not start from the very beginning of it. Right, there we go. <laughs> As fellow Elder Scrolls fans, how do you feel Skyrim stacks up against its predecessors? Do you feel, like I do, that like Oblivion before it, it is a more fun game play-wise, but suffers from a shallower, by Elder Scrolls standards, depth of lore and variance in architecture, beasts, etc.? Or is comparing Skyrim to Morrowind or Oblivion unfair? Technology and its associated fashions in gameplay march on, after all. And something must be sacrificed along the way to give room to better graphics and whatnot. I feel, however, that as much as I adore Skyrim, it is wearing the stock fantasy disguise a little too well, at the cost of more Morrowind-esque sci-fi elements that make Tamriel so great. Trying to explain to newcomers that Skyrim is not just another stock fantasy game is rather difficult, if they do not wish to listen to me sprout lore at them for several hours. Cheerio, Lazarus Dessard. So, what do we think? Well, um, my opinions on Oblivion with regards to this, are well known, in that yeah. Oblivion is a stock fantasy game. Oh yeah, Oblivion, I would say, is, is the, 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 the weaker child in, the, in this sort of... We'll, we'll, dis, we'll sort of discount the ones, uh, the Elder Scrolls 1 and 2, and Redguard. Uh, we, we seem to have lost a Jack. Hang on one moment. Wait, which, Irish? Yes. I'll Hang try on. and get him back. Please, please bear with us. We are he's experiencing actually... technical difficulties. I was going to say, he's not left the Skype, he's just, he's just gone silent. Anyway, you were saying. Um, what was I saying? Oh, um, what I was saying is that Oblivion is definitely sort of like, if you take just uh, Elder Scrolls 3, 4, and 5, Oblivion is probably, I'd say, the weaker one. Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't know if that's literally just because I love Morrowind so much because it was the first Elder Scrolls game I played. Um, and because Skyrim is, let, let's be, I mean, it does have its faults and whatnot, as every Bethesda game does, but man, I love Skyrim. It is a great game. But... So this is the thing is I would I would have originally said I really like Skyrim simply because it's it's does that it's done that much better than Oblivion it, it's brought um, the Elder Scrolls games back up back up top but there was a little bit added in that um, question that really made me think and that was about the whole uh, removal of the sci-fi elements from Morrowind mm. and I'd forgotten that was really a part of what I loved about uh, Morrowind was the you know these the giant mushroom houses and then the the the, um, the silt striders and things like that. It was a fantasy world in that there were orcs and elves and, you know, that sort of thing. But it was very plainly another world. Oh, yeah. It was so, so different to everything else out there um, in terms of, you know, the world around you and the, the way people reacted to one another and the history and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that was, that was very much my love of Morrowind as well. Yeah. And certainly when I started playing Skyrim, I would have agreed that this was, like Oblivion, very stock fantasy, very straightforward universe. Yeah. But the more I've explored... I mean, there are Dweemer ruins, and Dweemer immediately add, if not sci-fi, then a good bit of steampunk. Yeah, they add, they add about ten levels of... You know, ten flavours of strange to any kind of game. They really do. And there are some really nice cave formations in Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Sort of uh, bioluminescent plants, bizarre shapes... And they feel not. I'm going to close the door and lock this sound out. Okie dokie. And they're not quite as alien as the the really outlandish parts of Morrowind. 
but they're certainly not stock fantasy. They're that little link to that world. Just a reminder that you're still in the same world as Morrowind. Okay. Uh, well, that was fun. Welcome back. Yes. Uh, my computer decided to royally clusterfuck and blue screen and shit. Yeah, yeah they're all right. I think overheated a bit, so... Now it's just like, well, that was fun. Okay, uh, what did I miss? Uh, you missed our early part of the discussion as to whether Skyrim mm-hmm. is sort of a worthy successor to Morrowind, or if it's a bit too stock fantasy, and whether it's even fair to make the comparison. Okay. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I'd say when you get started, it definitely has that. It, it draws a lot more on, say, um, on Nordic mythology than on the sort of more modern fantasy mythology of things like Lord of the Rings, which admittedly bases a lot of itself on Nordic mythology as well. Um, it seems to go straight to the source material with a lot of it. Um, with that, also adding in a lot of the, the, the um, Elder Scrolls uh, flavour with the, the politics and the history. Yes. Um, but it certainly feels that... I mean, I, I don't know if it's just because... It's because of the um, the environment that they picked for, for Skyrim. I mean, and for Oblivion. I mean, when you look at Skyrim, you've got, you know, Home of the Nords. It is just Scandinavia. It's mountains and um, peat bogs and frozen rivers and tundra and that sort By of thing. By and large, yeah. Yeah, and, and log cabins and stuff like that. When you look at Oblivion, it's the Empire. It is about as stock fantasy a world as you can make. You know, it, it is these sort of... Um, stone cities and big expanses of woods and hills with goblins and, and caves full of evil imps and things like that. But then you go yep. back to Morrowind and Vardenfell is so <laughs> weird. It's, you know, it's ash wastelands and a volcano and, and sort of grazing herds of aquas. And a city carved out of the shell of a giant hermit crab. Yep, and cities built in giant mushrooms. And, and Vivek, oh my god, Vivek, which, you know, would probably fit quite well into a stock fantasy world. In the, it's not, you know, bizarrely weird, like, you know, mushroom or giant crab shell. Mm. But it's that sort of Venetian thing where it's got, you know, all the, the, the canals going through it and the boats linking all the different sections together. And that just gives it that little bit, man, I, I love Morrowind so much. <laughs> I know. I want I to see Morrowind in HD. There is a... Um, there is a modding community out there uh, that does um, what's called, uh, oh, what's it, Skywind, mm. if you're familiar with that. I am indeed. Which is, uh, for those of you who don't know, is Morrowind, the game, but in the Skyrim engine. Because Skyrim shipped out of the box with the continent of Morrowind. Of there. But, yeah, Vardenfell, the island. Yes. I mean, not yeah. populated, but I need to play the landmass well. was there. Um, and there's also, I forget what the other one is, it's... Um, Morrowblivion, um, which is uh, it's the same thing. It's Morrowind, but it built in the Oblivion engine. If you can't, if your computer can't run Skyrim, hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather I'd rather Morrowind look like Morrowind or like Skyrim rather than Oblivion. That that sort of middle ground is really creepy. Yeah, I, I'm did, inclined to agree with you. I didn't like the look of Oblivion, which is which is a shame because I mean I'm, that's part of the reason I never really got that far into it. And I'm sure there was a great story there, but it's just the fact that everyone's skin was glowing and. Oh, it had problems. And that's more on this topic. <laughs> Return to the Elder Scrolls episode. Sorry, that. Is there, for more on this uh, love, Return to the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, episode. absolutely. <laughs> we are sort of retreading old ground there. We we do have a a somewhat glowing love letter to Morrowind already yeah. out there. But yeah, it's it's 
what is what what's the better game uh, or and is it indeed fair to to compare them oh that's so difficult um honestly i'd say given the choice of what i would rather play uh i would say morrowind but that's largely because i can't run skyrim on my laptop um and i know i've you know got it on 360 but the modding community is such a big part of the elder scrolls and Morrowind has such a massive amount of mods out there, and has is so easy, in fact, to mod itself with the the construction kit. Um, whereas Skyrim, I will leave to these sort of younger gamers with their better computers. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it, it's a little bit unfair. It's it's, it's unfair to to um, judge them based on like a graphical thing, because obviously Morrowind was what sixty years ago, <laughs> something like that. Um, and Skyrim got released, what, last week? So, <laughs> basically, yeah, from that perspective, yeah, it's a little bit unfair, but plot-wise, they're both, they're both pretty good. I mean, the, the plot of Skyrim isn't anything to sniff out. We won't sort of give away anything, but, you know, the Dragonborn and all that. Um, but obviously the plot of Morrowind, which I think we can uh, spoil because, you know, statue I'm pretty sure the statute is... Yeah, and I think we may also have spoiled it in the earlier episode anyway, but you are Probably. fantasy Jesus. Which is really cool. You're the second coming of the the sort of the Ashland Messiah. That's really Which is cool. pretty neat. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've both got really really good plots. I just the, the aesthetics of Morrowind um, are just incredible. And they even now when I sort of log, you know, go into uh, play my Morrowind games, and I'm like, you know, go to Aldruin, and the sandstorm kicks up, and I just see the shell rising up out of the mists, and I'm like, how is this game this good and this old? <laughs> I'd have to say Morrowind wins for me as well. Yeah. Because it tried more compared to the games around it. Yeah, I mean, back then, they didn't really need to try as... If, bear with me, they didn't really need to try as much. I mean, a game of that scale, with that depth to it, you know, would stand up on its own, even if it was stock fantasy, I'd say. Yes. Yeah, you know, they could have made a stock fantasy um, game with the, sort of the depth and, and the, the range and the, 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 uh, the content of Morrowind. And it still would have sold like crazy. But the fact that they, they threw in that extra bit of effort and just made this bizarre alien world really just kind of... It's mind-blowing when you look back at it and you go, actually, okay, they're still making amazing games. None of us here are saying that Skyrim is a bad game. Don't, don't ever no. think that. Um, but, yeah, they do seem to have been... I'm not going to say they've been getting lazier, but they're just... They're exploring areas of, the, of, the, the, of Tamriel where it lends itself a little bit better to um, stock fantasy. If the next game that comes out is, say, Blackmarsh, um, or Elsewhere, or... Oh, I forget where the Wood Elves are from. But there. Yeah, because, I mean, the Wood Elves have giant uh, walking trees. So Speaking of Tolkien. Yeah, I mean, they, well, they live, they live in a rainforest that has giant walking trees. I would love to see something set in the Wood Elf lands. Or, you know, um, Blackmarsh, you know, a horrible sort of swampy aquatic world. I don't so know if... It, I, it, well, isn't yeah, that mainly because you like Argonians, though? I, I do love Argonians, <laughs> but the thing is, I think with Black Marsh, it probably wouldn't lend itself that well to a game because, you know, you've got marshes in, um, in Vardenfeld and you've got them in Skyrim. So maybe an entire world, that might be... It might wear itself a little bit thin. Well, at least part of it, we have another, world, another part of it. Yeah. Um, but I think the, 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 the Wood Elf world, I honestly can't remember the name of, and Elsewhere, which is the, the Khajiit one, that could be very... I mean, seeing... Uh, the, Desert... Yeah, that or um, oh, the rock or whatever it's called, the the, the red guard place, mm. high rock or something. I forget. 
Um, I think it is, yeah. Yeah, um, that could be really interesting. But yeah, elsewhere I think would probably be the best bit because it's this sort of, um, well, I don't know, it certainly used to be this sort of Egyptian North African idea. Um, but I don't know if now the Red Guard have that sort of market cornered because their aesthetics have changed a little bit between Morrowind and Skyrim. Yeah, they do seem quite Persian in yeah. their design. So it would be script. nice if they were now sort of bordering regions and the game was actually in the borderlands. Yeah. See a bit of, you know, you've got the, the Nordic and High Elf uh, con- conflict in Skyrim. See a bit of uh, Khajiit and Red Guard. Uh, a war fought through, you know, sort of valour and strength on the front line and sort of um, treachery and, and assassins. Man, that could, see, this game writes itself. Yeah. Although um, Oblivion and Skyrim both speak to me of um, escalating budgets. Yeah. Games getting more and more expensive to make and to market. So risk-taking goes down. Yeah. You, you want to try and appeal to as many people as possible by taking as few risks as possible. Morrowind was kind of a Hail Mary pass. It was, we're just going to throw everything at the wall. Yeah, we don't know if we'll ever get another chance to do this. And they um, did get another chance. I'm, so I'm really glad safe. they did. I mean, I don't think we'd ever. Um, I don't think we'd ever, uh, you know, dislike um, uh, Bethesda for making more uh, Elder Scrolls games. Um, oh God! Oh, the the orcs as well. Because mm. I don't know. They, again, they've they've changed greatly between Morrowind and Skyrim. Because in Morrowind, they were they were the Japanese essentially. They had the the, the Hondans and they had the shrines and the the um, samurai armor. So to see their kind of world, to see a, um, a, a, fan, a, a fantasy um, RPG released in the West by a Western developer that sort of focuses a lot more on um, feudal Japanese mythology, that could be very interesting. And it could be unintentionally offensive. It very much could be, yes, but I think they've, they've not really done anything particularly offensive so far. No, but that's true, they, but they, but they so haven't shown been... the homeworlds yet. Yeah, well, they've shown the homeworlds of, you know, the, the, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Nordic people and the yes. uh, sort of Mediterranean uh, uh, Imperials. So they haven't shown the homelands of the people who are the sort of analogues. Yeah. That's where it could get uncomfortable. Yeah. But we'll see. Again, this is all mutant wishlisting. That's true. So I don't think we really answered the question other than to go, this is true, but also this. <laughs> I think your best bet is to play... Uh, uh, Skywind. Your best bet is to go, right, the graphics of Skyrim are frigging beautiful. It's a huge, beautiful, amazing game. Let's play Morrowind in that. Although why they called it Skywind and not Morrowrim, I don't know. Mor- because Morrow... I can't even say that. Morrowrim. M- Which Mor- is so much fun. Yeah, but... Uh, this is why you're not in marketing, you know that? <laughs> Let's call it the thing no one can see. Now, now. Also, anytime you add the rim part from Skyrim, it's just asking for trouble. Trust Trust you. Yeah. Trust me. Anyway. I got asked that question the other day when when I was asked, do you reckon there's already a porno version out there of Pacific... Oh, wait, of course there is. (laughs) Literally, it just cut (laughs) off with, oh, wait, of course there is. And I was like, yeah, because you see the name of it, you're right. (laughs) Moving on. Yeah, topic of conversation. So the topic of conversation sort of follows on from this. And it's something that me and Simon came up with when we were uh, bandying words about from this question we got. Because it got us thinking. Yeah, which is a dangerous thing to do. Holy shit. So, basically, my thought was, looking at Skyrim, which is a semi-recent release from a beloved franchise, um, what's... Oh, dear. Sorry, I just saw the... the, Yeah, the the poster. No. Um, What is the... 
what other uh, long-standing franchises have recent um, updates? And do they hold up to the originals? I mentioned we'd be getting back to Syndicate. <laughs> yes, yes you did. <laughs> so, do you want to kick us off here, Simon? Because you've seen in your time a lot of franchises rise, fall, come back, fall again. Are you calling me old? I In a roundabout and very... Um, yes. Yeah. I was going to say in a, in yeah, a very well, positive, so. in a, in a positive way. You have experience. <laughs> You're a veteran gamer. I'm venerable. Yeah, there you go. Actually, no, I've met people who are venerable. I am merely veteran. Okay. I was gonna say, so you, don't, you, you still take uh, Crew Shaken, then? Yes. Okay. <laughs> God, that's geeky. Anyway. It is. Um, <laughs> a little bit of reference out there for our tabletop gaming fans. <laughs> uh, Syndicate is the first one that leaps to mind. Okay. Because... Since I know nothing I... about Syndicate. Okay. Why do you call yourself a video game fan? <laughs> Sorry, I'm pretending a little too well there. Yeah, you, you, you um, play this really well. Okay, Syndicate is a classic game uh, in which it's isometric, real-time strategy, small squad-based, upgradable squad between missions, very heavily cyberpunk-influenced. Cool. Your team are cyborgs, hence the upgradability. Yeah. And they are uh, anarchist, resistance, freedom fighters... However you want to identify. They're bad dudes. They are bad dudes. And they are attempting to bring down this authoritarian regime using a variety of awesome firepower uh, in a a fairly deterministic world, meaning there's a lot of sort of AI pedestrians around in the cities who will react to you in various interesting ways. And one of the most interesting ways is being basically hypnotised by a gun called the Persuadatron which you could use to get them to follow you around as a living meat shield. Which is always useful. Very useful. Especially if you could start persuading cops who were also armed and build yourself a small army. <laughs> An army of loons. Yes, definitely. Is that where the Mesmatron was... for Fallout came from? Ooh. Do you know, it might be. I'd be surprised if it didn't at least have a little bit of reference to it. Yeah. Hmm. I hadn't made that connection before, but it's so no. obvious. Hmm. Maybe. But yes, this was a, a, a brilliant game. Absolutely beloved. Uh, it had a sequel, Syndicate Wars, as we mentioned earlier. Yep. Which transferred it into a 3D engine a little bit before 3D engines got good. Right. As such, it was a bit lackluster. And then that's where that franchise sort of just sat and bubbled away. Uh, people still loved it. People still played it. And then it was announced there was a new Syndicate game. And... It's one of those announcements that I've anticipated more strongly than most. Yeah. Unfortunately, the game they announced was a first-person shooter. Huh. Uh, In fact, it is a first-person shooter with a Skrillex soundtrack. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Skrillex. Yeah. What's wrong with Skrillex? Uh, Ah. Overexposed. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly... It's not that bad as He looks like goes, a mop. He does. <laughs> if we're going to start criticising musicians for the way they look, though... We're going to be here all day and not be a whole other true. episode. And we, should yeah. start a, we should actually start a music critique uh, podcast. Thanks. We no. should. <laughs> Where we can talk in very eloquent ways about Let's hip-hop. Let's start and say we did... About the hip-hops. About the hips and the hops. Wait, wasn't that what an idea we had on the way to Glasgow that one time? Did we no, it was an like... idea you had because I was trying to explain... Some references in the Beastie Boys lyrics. It was rock, in, uh, rock this motherfucker like three the hard way. 
Yes, and I was and, trying to explain and, and, the meaning it, of three the hard way. Yeah, and it was this idea that, you know, it's, the, it's two rather posh white guys discussing <laughs> rap lyrics. Well, white isn't really relevant because so are the Beastie Boys. True, but I mean, that would probably be a one-off. True. <laughs> Although, actually, we'd be talking a lot about the Beastie Boys because they're awesome. That is true. We can't, we can't deny that. However, we're not doing two middle-class white guys discuss rap. Yeah. Oh. We're doing World 1, Stage 1. Yeah. We can dream, though. Anyway. But anyway. Anywho. If Syndicate had not been announced as a revival of the Syndicate franchise and had just been a cyberpunk shooter with some interesting ideas, I might have been interested. Okay. The idea that this is what happened to the Syndicate franchise was just... It was a, ah, s- so a slap in the face. Disappointing. Uh, so yeah, that was a game that definitely shouldn't have happened in terms yeah. of reviving genres. So it doesn't Satellite hold up. Rain to its... might be one that should. It doesn't hold up to its original material. Was that one? Uh, Satellite Rain, the Kickstarter I was referencing ah, earlier. Yeah. Go fund it. Everyone Give it money, now. people. Yeah, honk your horn if you love Satellite Rain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you have you recently seen any any um, franchise editions that have really? At least, maybe if not outdone their original material, then at least lived up to it. Definitely. Fallout yep. 3 and New Vegas. Yeah, okay, cool. Yep, yep, agree with that. Uh, for reference, see our episode about them. We did do an episode on them, and I've now got New Vegas. It's so good. So New Vegas, I think, stands up more than Fallout 3. And I, don't, I wouldn't say that yet, but I've not played enough New Vegas yet. I mean, I, I, love, I love Fallout 3. Also, New Vegas doesn't have Moira. That's true. Yeah. Oh, and Phil raises one in the chat room. Although, uh, I don't know if he's raising it positively or not. Uh, XCOM. Hang on, I'll be right back. Oh, yes, am, I now, crackle. am I now the new Moira hater? Oh, yeah, you're the only Moira hater now. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I said I'm going to go blow myself up. <laughs> and you did it this is my I biggest know. you people I know you have the option of saying yes or no and then you <laughs> complain about it when you say yes I have very I, limited sympathy who man has a point who I is the monster the here the person who says go and blow yourself up or the person who says okay <laughs> <laughs> I'd argue the person getting other people to do it is the smart one yes the smart one and the monster but yes, Fallout definitely. Based entirely on Fallout 3 so far, definitely. And uh, Phil not... has raised in the chat room, XCOM. I've not played the XCOM games, and I mean like any of the XCOM games. I've got the new one on my PS3, which I got for free via PlayStation Plus, but I haven't played it yet. I love it. It's I've... brilliant. I've heard mixed things. No, it's brilliant. Uh Oh, ah, no, I see what Phil was talking about. But yes, because there's... The new XCOM game that is the strategy game. Yep. That is the UFO style game. That is really, really good. And I play that in Iron Man mode. It's an experience like you won't get from most modern games. From what I've heard, it's an incredibly tense bit of gaming. In the Incredibly. At any time. Um, they're so clever about the way they do it. In Iron Man, every decision you make is followed by an autosave. And you can only have one save. <laughs> So wow. every decision you make is binding. Which is like, are you sure? You, know, you end up in situations where you realise this guy is cornered. There's nothing I can do to get him out of this. And I can't go back to an earlier save. All I can do is heroic death. 
And that's where you pull the pin on the grenade and you stand your fucking ground. Literally, in some cases, because they do carry grenades. So your best move might be to run point blank and drop a grenade at your feet. So you end up getting some fairly heroic moments out of it. But these randomly generated mooks, they level up and they gain in rank. And the rank makes a difference. They start as privates, but this guy's a sergeant, this guy's a major, this guy's a captain. You start to value them. And then they get nicknames. <laughs> you don't give them nicknames. They are given nicknames. So suddenly, Major Smirnoff is now called Psycho. And you've and, and, realized why. And you've played Major Smirnoff all this way. You know why he's called Psycho. <laughs> uh, and, and so you start to get attached to them. So when you end up in this situation in Iron Man where you know they're going to die, it just it hurts. You don't want to make that next move, even though just <laughs> randomly generated identical mooks. I'll, I'll have to send you that, that thing that someone wrote down. He was literally just writing um, the, the, the exploits of his, his team in XCOM. And uh, one of them, it was about the, the heroic last stand of Major, I think it was Major uh, Wang or Major Dong. Some, some sort of, you know, nickname for a penis. Yeah. Um, I'll have to send it to you because it is friggin' hilarious and, and heartbreaking. Um, really, one really time the game uh, kicked up a uh, Ashley Williams in blue armor with brown hair. It was just Ash from Mass Effect turned up ah, in my XCOM game. But I, I Phil was actually referencing the uh, the sort of 1950s XCOM shooter thing that people are a bit sceptical about. Is this uh, upcoming? Uh, I'm not sure if it's upcoming or if it's now out, but it's it's imminent if it's not already released. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sceptical about that one. Okay, I've not heard anything about that one. I do know XCOM's come up because... Uh, I heard that I there were two XCOM, XCOM games like in production... One was done being done by 2K Marlin Marin. Yeah, and that's yeah. the one that people are sceptical about. The good one ah, was by Paraxis. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I do know. I mean, uh, XCOM units are now in Civ Five, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Because it's a Paraxis crossover. Of course. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've not really played the XCOM games. No, so. but you did have a franchise you wanted to talk about. Well, I had a couple that sort of came up in my in my mind, and and Mike mentioned one earlier as well. But if we, we'll keep stalling until he's finished dinner, and then he'll bring up because I've honestly forgotten which one it was. So he'll ask that later on. Um, yeah, the ones I was th- thinking about in the in the original thing were um, Deus Ex. Oh yeah, which is not really. I mean, it's not been that long between games. It was a fair while. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm possibly forgetting that we're in 2013 now, not 2003. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, how, how you guys have played a bit, probably a bit more Human Revolution than I have. How would you say it holds up to the original Deus Ex? Hmm. Well, Human Revolution, uh. by today's standards, is a very good game. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, apart from the boss fights, because they're stupid. However, the original Deus Ex is one of the early masterpieces at combining roleplay games and shooters. It was friggin' complex. Yes. And the story was somewhat more involved. Yeah. The mechanics were somewhat broader. So, does it hold up? Not entirely. Okay. Would I prefer it not to have happened? Absolutely not. I I thought it was a great game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it just gives them something else to destroy for now. I mean, like, they've made a fantastic game. Now they've just got to try and make a game that is better than the original. Yes. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, the other one was, uh, again, th- these are two games I actually haven't played, but I have played the games <laughs> in the middle. 
Uh, Bioshock Infinite is a fairly recent release. Um, how and, and I know you have you played Infinite, Simon? I have, and I know for a fact you've played System Shock. Yep. Okay, so here you go. The same question: How does Bioshock Infinite hold up to System Shock? It is a very worthy successor. Yeah. Fair enough. Because literally, what, I, what the best review I've heard of it was a Yahtzee one. We was talking about um, the, the system, the, the Shock series, and how it's basically like it's summed up perfectly with as if someone was standing by the developers and saying, "Very good. Now do it again, but better." And so, System Shock Two was System Shock with like improved X, and then Bioshock was System Shock with improved Y. Yeah, except the Y is graphics. Yeah, um, I would say that gameplay, conceptually and story-wise. System Shock 2 and Bioshock are fairly linear. Okay. Infinite does tick upwards. It does trend upwards. Okay. So I really is, liked Infinite. We, we tend to think of sort of like modern uh, additions to gaming franchises are probably a bad thing, but they do work sometimes. Oh, yeah. And yeah, in this case, great. it's largely the same creative team with access to modern technology. So I think yeah. that's the answer. It's not someone trying to revive someone else's idea. Although that does occasionally work in the case of, um, say, the Devil May Cry series, Jack. Yes, uh, DMC was a, it was a very good remake, despite what people may believe. Yeah, which was less a was, well, actually, that was less a sort of new addition to a franchise and more a, a reboot. Um, but it was it was still worth talking about, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good, um, well, yeah, you know, reboot to a franchise. Yeah, with a really it's got its flaws. What game nowadays doesn't have its flaws? But, you know, I, I can't see what all the hate's about. Yeah. I think you'll probably always find that with things like reboots, because yeah. you know, like what they like, and they know exactly what it is they like, and if something comes along that's different, they're going to hate on it. Well, look, yeah, people yeah. don't like change. Yeah. Well, there may be some people that legitimately just don't like the game, they just don't get on with it, and that's fair enough. But I think the large, the large part of it is going to be people don't like DMC Devil May Cry because it's new and it's not exactly the same. Now, to, go, to, to play on that one, you've got Pokemon. Yeah. Again, a, fran- a franchise that's been going for a really long time. I don't think it ever sort of lay fallow, so it's never been revived, just yeah. continued. But it does it's, generate a lot of controversy whenever yeah. it comes out with a new game. That's true. Yeah, uh, Its new games do add quite a lot. I mean, obviously there's the old joke of, oh, they've just added another 100 Pokemon. But they do honestly add quite a lot of things when each game comes out, uh, from the multiplayer aspects and the, the, um, the size and scope of the world. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's another like one that really worked was Prince of Persia. Oh, God. Um, oh, sort of jumping yeah. from the 2D ones up to the, the Sands of Time. Hmm. Yeah, that I, was really good. I love that trilogy. The Sands of Time up through uh, Two Thrones is incredible. The remake after that for the Xbox 360. Is that the, the movie tie-in? Wait, was that no, the no, movie tie-in or the cel-shaded one? The cel-shaded one right, okay. was a bit... Uh, but the movie tie-in was actually really good. Okay. I've, you know, I've got that completed. For, you know, 1,000 gamers scored it. Got all the achievements. Yeah, but you do and that really, anything. <laughs> no, no, no. That that was actually because I like I love the, the the reboot Prince of Persia franchise. Like you, yeah. I thought a bit uh, about the, the cel shaded Prince of Persia. It's okay, but it's a bit. Uh. So I was a bit skeptical about a movie tie-in. Yeah, but this is actually you know it doesn't follow the movie. It's a bit like the a bit like the Wolverine Origin game. You know, it's got the bits that. Mixing with the movie, but it's practically its own game. Uh, but yeah, the, the Forgotten Sands Prince of Persia game is a, f- is a really good Prince of Persia game. Yeah. 
See, I hadn't even thought of the, the Prince Persia games. So I, I did love that trilogy, and I have admittedly not played the originals in a very long time, and then only briefly. I love the original Prince of Persia stuff. Too difficult. Way too difficult. Very difficult, but loads of fun. Um, especially, yeah. especially for the fact of, um, in Sands of Time, you could unlock the original Prince of Persia. Yeah, which is so. the thing that I noticed a lot of games nowadays do. I mean... Um, if they've got particularly old versions of the, like, you know, uh, from the sort of early 90s and things like that, they can just include them on the disc as, a, as a, a, an unlockable extra, like an entire game. It's Which not just games do that. It's well, like, my favourite Blu-ray extra, which I may have mentioned on this show before. I own the Blu-ray of Ghost in the Shell 1.5. Okay, cool. Which is the remastered it's, Blu-ray it's, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. And I don't actually like it. Oh yeah, because the, they sort of they don't they don't blanket the whole thing in the new um, look, no, do they? they sort, sort of cuts between the original animation and new CGI. Yeah, and it's really disconcerting. It's a yeah. bit jarring. Yeah, but as an extra on the disc, and this is what I bought it for, it has the original cinematic release of Ghost in the Shell in high definition as an extra. Nice, nice. And I've watched that many more times than I've yeah. watched the remastered so, uh, version of the film. What they might have done, they might have even been counting on the fact that some people probably wouldn't like the the altered version. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they've literally just gone, some people just want a high-definition version of Ghost in the Shell. Here it is. But we can't like just release a high-definition Ghost in the Shell. We're not George Lucas. So we're going to do a thing. And, you know, it won't be to everyone's taste. Yeah. But if all you want is a high-def Ghost in the Shell, you can have it. That's there too. Um, yeah, another another game series that actually did the, the, the same thing uh, was another one with you know updated franchises and so on. Is the Metal Gear series? Oh yeah, yeah. And with uh, Metal Gear Solid Three subsistence and with the the HD collections that's on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty and PS Three now, um, there is an unlockable extra in that, which is to play the original Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two Solid Snake. Huh? I didn't know about. Man, are they difficult? <laughs> I know with the Legacy Collection, it, they have from Metal Gear all the way through to Metal Gear 4. Yeah. So literally the only thing they haven't so. got, which is out at the moment, is... Um, uh, yeah. Which is good. Right, there we go. A game added to the franchise at a very late date, Metal Gear Solid Rising Revengeance. Yeah. And just, just saying that name makes me feel a little bit queasy. It should, because <laughs> it's a terrible name. It is a terrible, terrible name. But and for a good game, that's the skip thing, though. I didn't care for it. And I say that as someone who really likes Raiden. Yeah. Well, um, I, yeah <laughs> Cyborg I, Raiden. No I, like, no, I really liked original Raiden. Really? I, yeah, in the same way that Shinji is my favourite character in even Oh, yet. right, yeah, I suppose, in that case, yeah. He's a really relatable character, because when you look at Actually, him... Actually, his Daisy comics make you like Raiden a lot more. Yeah, when, it's after reading those that you realise, actually... Everyone else in this gaming fr- in, in this franchise of games is a badass super soldier. He is a twenty-one-year-old guy who has been who's just come out of his basic training, and he's basically been put through VR training and, and told by everyone, "Oh, you're the, the top in your class at killing virtual reality soldiers. You, you know, you're a child prodigy. Now go and, and and save the president." Yeah. And you know, when bad stuff starts happening, he legitimately starts freaking out, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's so whiny." I'm like, "Yeah, this is his first real." field experience huh yeah so he's a pretty cool character the fact that he doesn't have a complete breakdown is is i'd say a good indicator of a, a good strong character yeah i got a couple of the throw revengeance uh i don't know 
I'm not sure what it is I don't like about Revengeance. Um, it might just be the really, really clumsy controls of it. But, I mean, uh, the new game's coming out, Metal Gear Solid Five, which is supposed to be very open world, supposed to be a bit more uh, sandbox. <laughs> Horse riding? Yeah. <laughs> which makes me instantly think of a, a stealth-em-up Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> Set in the, what, 70s? Early 80s? Something like that. Yeah. So they, all, I, all I know is that in in this in that in that universe, cybernetics are already they're already well, a thing with robot yeah. hands and robot eyes and everything like that. But it's like yeah. the late seventies. Um, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll I'll reserve judgment on that. But I know I'm not going to buy it because you know they didn't yeah. hire David Hater. Yeah, we've been through this already for that. Yeah, but I mean, if you, if you look at it from say like the most recent Metal Gear Solid like proper game four, and then compare that to Metal Gear. I don't know if you if you played the original ones, uh, Jack. Yeah, they're very different. They are completely different. You know, stealth stealth in the original Metal Gear games is pretty much like stealth in any original sort of snares and nares platformer, which is walk behind people, and if they turn and look at you, then you're not in stealth anymore. <laughs> um, whereas in you know the latest Metal Gear Solid games, you've got to take into account sound and like um, cover and, and footprints and. Yeah, exactly, and like uh, visibility, so you could be in camouflage, so they could actually be looking at you, and you could just about get away with it, um, and distractions and things like that. Mm. So, as a games franchise, which is based around completely mental plots lifted from like, if every '80s action movie ever got into a fight with a meth head, then you know this is the sort of thing that they, they would bleed out at the end of it. So that and stealth. And it's just sort of gotten crazier and crazier from there. So I think the franchise is sort of going in its own direction really, really well. I'll just wait and see what happens with 5. Fair enough. Um, I got a couple to chuck in. Yeah? Yep. Uh, Bionic Commando. Oh, yeah. Rearmed. Oh. Rearmed and that other one. Yeah, we don't talk about that other one. But What's in this the other one? <laughs> is the other one that I got a free um, action yes. of? See, you're talking shit about a game where the main guy has a grappling hook. I might have to take issue with you. I could t- I could tell you the the thing that makes this game go right. Never mind. But it is plot spoiler. We'll we'll leave it. How then. old is this game now? Billion years old. Is it old enough for me to say? I think so because it's not a good game. We're trying to. Get if, if anyone not here play hasn't it. played it, you don't need to. If you have played it, you know that you didn't need to. Well, the whole thing of oh yeah, your robot arm is your wife. Huh? Yeah. There we go. In the new Bionic... New. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying there is a game where I can be married to a grappling hook robot? It's the thing of... And you're saying this isn't my favourite game of all time? The whole. I think we have found the specific audience here. Yeah, true. If you say it's voiced by the same person that was Moira, then, you know... It was the thing of... It's like, was it her brain or something put into... The arms, so that's why it works so well with you. But, but yeah, I yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, you know what? I'm a Hideo Kojima fan. I can't look at bullshit plot systems like that and, and get confused. <laughs> I have to yeah, um, it. Bionic Commando compared to Bionic Commando Rearms, which was really know, good. Was really good. Uh, what else have I got? I've got um, Aliens versus Predator. Ah, that's a real. I, see, I've not played the the, the new Aliens vs. Predator. I the new one's not great. Yeah, from what I've seen of it, it doesn't really look any different from Alien vs. Predator 2. 
it like, plays like, graphically. It's a little bit smoother and everything. And uh, gameplay wise, it's a little clunkier. It plays oh. like balls. <laughs> so we've got the sort of like diplomatic way of putting it, and and it plays like balls. It yeah. does play like balls. If it's a clunky game, then that probably isn't great, considering you know the way that game should be played. I mean, clunky as a marine, that makes a bit of sense. It's clunky wrong. as an alien. That's no. problematic. Yeah. But don't be wrong, playing as Marine is meant to be like one of the toughest options, but in the new version, it's just impossible. <laughs> it's just, it's horrendous. But real bosses play as Predators anyway. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, yeah. I mean, other than that, I've got stuff like a uh, uh, Broken Sword. Yeah. I had not even thought of Broken Sword. I've, do you know what? Do you know how many Broken Sword games I've played? One. Uh, one. one. Do you know which one it was? Shadow of the Templars? No. Which one? It was... Is it the second one? Smoking Mirror? Oh, okay. All right. Literally, that is the only Broken Sword game I've played, is Smoking Mirror. Huh. Well, actually, I've played, really played most of them. And which one was the first, like, modern 3D one? I'm pretty sure that was three. Yeah, that was really good. Because during the jump from the style, I found that okay. Yeah. Really good game. Alan's raised a great one in the chat room. Tomb Raider. Raider's recent reboot. Oh god, yeah. the new Tomb Raider is amazing. Really dividing people, I think. I love it because I know a lot of people that hate it. They're wrong, <laughs> but you can, from a certain perspective, see where it differs from the original Tomb Raider games. Yes, and they're all improvements. But I mean, uh, largely what the, the complaints I've heard, and again, I've not played the new Tomb Raider, so this is, these are all things I've heard rather than and, and experienced, is that as, as there is less of an emphasis have. on puzzle solving and less of an emphasis on that sort of element of things. That's true. There and more less, on combat. There is there's still puzzle. plenty of puzzle solving in there. Okay. But not as it used to be, though. Not as it used to be, no. But there's still a lot of puzzle solving and a lot of action. Yeah. The puzzles, they tend to be sort of either off the path in very specific puzzle rooms, the tombs, yeah, yeah. or they're sort of broader puzzles of here's across an, an environment you have to get across. Which is very much like the original Tomb Raider. But it does play the thing of, ah, there is something to do here, but you don't have the item to do so. Come back later. Yes, and that is a little annoying. I would have liked it to have been more freeform as well. You've got an island. I, I was hoping for a sort of Far Cry 3, explore oh, the island kind Far of Far Cry feel. 3, that's another one we can talk about, Far Cry actually. Again, Far Cry, I mean, it's it's never really gone away. Yeah, and it's it's just been a sort of steady thing, and it's quite young as a gaming franchise. I guess, but it's the, the differences between the games are... I say it's quite young. I, realize, I got it. I got it with. I got the original one with my old PC back when I was living in Presbury. So that's got to be getting on for like eight years old now. I missed Far Cry One. I jumped in on Far Cry Two. Hmm. Oh, there's a mic. Yeah, I'm here now. Hi. Um, <laughs> I jumped in on Far Cry Two. Love Far Cry Three. They've announced Far Cry Four. They said they're working on it. It doesn't matter. Uh, that franchise has hit its creative and artistic peak with, with Blood Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Blood Dragon's amazing. Tears. When I, when I saw the... Um, 
when I when I when I saw the, the plans for Blood Dragon, I just I just saw the name Blood Dragon, and I was like, okay, it's gonna be about some sort of weird treasure or something. <laughs> like, and then I saw it come out, I was like, e- everything, everything is perfect about the, the even the logo looks like an eighties action game. It's awesome. All the cutscenes are like I, seen it, cartoon. and the dialogue and oh, it's phenomenal. As soon as as soon as the opening video started, and it, it just said planet earth i had to pause it and i'm like jack jack come <laughs> now you have to see this and uh, I, I, I finished that game from start to finish i when, played it when a game gets a rave review for me for its reloading animations oh the reload's just great <laughs> i that tracking oh my god that thing is friggin incredible and the fact that it's just not, it's not even it's, if i want them to do their own game like that like not even because that's sort of a mini game yeah, it's, it's not a game got a rave review from me for their website. Yeah, it looked I... like a GeoCity site. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, I didn't know that. That's awesome. But yeah, that's that's brilliant. I uh, I really want to. I wish I could play Blood Dragon, but my laptop will never ever run it. Um. But everything about it, I love. Although on that same note, I do now have uh, Vice City. I saw you uh, got that. Yeah, because I got the. I, well, this is the annoying thing. Is like with the last of the money I got from selling trading cards and hats, I bought the um, the GTA pack, and GTA Four does not run on my laptop. Ooh. I'm really confused. GTA Four doesn't run on my laptop, but Saints Row the Third does. Huh. Well, GTA Four has a very high specs requirement. Oh, okay. Well, it, it like it originally loads. Um, but when you get into, when I when I was in the building at the very beginning of the cut, this cutscene, it was all fine. And then as soon as I left, there was no the, no uh, texture for the floor and no texture for uh, the outside of buildings. That sounds like a problem. Yeah. So my guy was literally just walking down the the empty chasm uh, cars. with Blue with by. just all these with just rooms set up along the, the, the this this chasm. Hmm. So there's just settees and, and lamps in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, That's that was weird. Extremely strange. And then it went to a loading screen and never came out. <laughs> so now I'm just going to load up Vice City and play that again. Woo! Should so I clearly have Yeah, because I, I should play San Andreas because it's the only Grand Theft Auto game I've never played. Brilliant game. San Andreas is great. Well, that was another one I was thinking of was GTA, but I know that's been consistent. GTA, again, it's... It, actually, I was going to say it never really went away, but I mean, what was the gap between 2 and 3? Yeah, it did go away for a bit there. Yeah. yeah, and the modern well, games do hold up. But yeah. since 3, it's been... Because 3 was really different. Hugely, yeah. But it really worked. I like the, the direction they're going in. In the same way that you know, Fallout 3 was very different to Fallout 2. And tactics. Um, what about franchises that need reviving? Oh, it's too many to name. Or shouldn't have been. Should Shoot, never Nukum, have been. I'm looking right. at you. Uh, this was the one that yeah, Mike wanted to talk earlier. about. Yeah, you're beating him to the punch. Because everybody knows about the worst game that's been released in the last couple of years. I was going to say, if you said ever, Daikatana was going to get mentioned. <laughs> yes. And to be fair, Daikatana took long enough that it could even be called an addition <laughs> yeah. to its own franchise. Yeah, it's a reboot of itself. Yeah, it's that fucking long to make. But yes, yes. Duke. Duke Nukem, forever, should never have been made. No. Or never been released. If it, if it just remained... There, going, there came a point up. where they were still making it when they should have just said, look, <laughs> this isn't going to work. Let's not do this anymore. But the weird thing is, is that Duke Nukem has already had that franchise reboot. 
when it went 3D, when it became a first-person shooter. Yeah, that's true. Because it was a platformer. And that, then it had that little reboot. And then, you know, going from that to... Well, then it, then it went to a third-person shooter with the... Uh, oh, what was that bloody PlayStation game called? Uh, something, ti- something to do with time. It was all a time travel one. Oh, I remember that one. Time to Kill. Okay, I, that well, that was, was horrifying. Creepy. What was that? That was just a bike going past. Really? That sounded like that sounded like Cthulhu the, has that risen. sounded like the opening sound effect of every movie trailer of the last <laughs> three years. <laughs> well, yeah, that sound um, happens in London. Yeah, that needed to fo- that needs to be followed with in a world. <laughs> but yeah, because um, yeah, Duke Nukem, third person platformer, then first person shooter, then third person shooter, then. Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, fail him up. And that was the... Mike, why are you holding a turd? What? Wasn't that a di- bit of dialogue from Duke Nukem Forever? Oh, no, you, no, you actually went around that. and held... You actually physically held a turd. Yeah. You went into a toilet, you could pick up poo and throw it, and you got an achievement for throwing poo. And the game didn't really get any better from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was about it. There, uh, were, there were lights and flashing and... Duke said some stuff, and there were bosses. And, and we, we can't really fault Duke for saying stuff because it is—it is still um, John. I was going to say Johnson John. And you're right. Yes. No. But it was too. There was too much expectation over it. It wasn't. And it also, was, it was uh, shit. It was, it was. It was Chinese democracy. A pretty, pretty l- below average game, but everybody wanted it, which is also why they're never going to release. Another Half-Life D- 3. Actually, that's a good... That's hmm. a I was going to bring yeah. up Half-Life as a franchise that needs a reboot. Or, yeah, a reboot or like a new, never a new do game. It. Or just a new game. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, it's a good point. Maybe they looked at what happened with Duke and they were like, oh shit, they're going to eat us alive. It's just not going to happen. People have been no, expecting it, I think it, it far will too happen. But they'll just leave it long enough that whatever they do, they, they won't get into a Duke spiral. <laughs> that's uh, a name. But any game they make will be welcome. Do you know what I'd like to see get a reboot slash addition to the franchise? Blood. Blood? No? Okay. What's Blood? Blood is a shooter built on the Duke 3D engine, which is why it came to mind. Okay. And it's based on so many horror tropes. It's a really low-budget, really cheesy game. Yeah. But so much fun. Like, there's a, a level where you go outside and it's snowing and you go into a hedge maze and you find frozen Jack Nicholson in the middle of the maze. <laughs> awesome. Oh, speaking of horror, though, the Splatterhouse uh, remake addition to franchise. Oh, that was really reimagining. Good. Oh, that, yeah, that was a great game. Which I loved. Um, but, again, had problems. Oh, yeah, it had problems. Um, but, no, what I was actually thinking of is what I would like to see, now that, specifically now that Blood Dragon's been released and we've, we've shown that there is still room for... Stupid action with no real thought about the plot. Just go in, explosions, first-person shooter game. I want to see a new Doom game. Well, actually, when you were saying stupid blow-up explosions, yeah. you know there's a new Rise of the Triad coming, right? I don't know anything about Rise of the Triad, Simon. What? I know nothing about Rise of the Triad. Nor do I. No. It slipped me by. Oh, my God. Rise of the Triad yep. was around at the same time as Doom. Yep. And it was the game that made Doom look sensible and <laughs> toned down. Wow. Oh, okay. Rise of the Triad is the most insane shooter of that era. It's amazing. And they're making a new one. 
and it looks like they're staying really true to the sensibilities of the original. All right, screw it, a, a redone sort of Ultimate Doom. You know, br- there's, there's Brutal Doom, which I think is like a, a mod for the originals. But yeah. All right, I'll have to check into that then. But that's what most of us think is like, you know, those games from the early 90s and mid 90s, those first person shooters. Yes. But done- and, and this is way beyond Doom. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, I'm totally have to look into that now. Um, I'm trying to find a video to show you to sum it up. Another game series, another franchise that needs an addition would be um, Baldur's Gate or Icewind Dale. Yes, I'd, that I'd would like work. to see a, a party-based D and D or Pathfinder or that sort of thing um, game. That would be pretty cool. I, I will look at it later. I will not uh, play it now, otherwise it'll you know all over the place. Um, um, what else, <laughs> Mike? What else really needs doing? Um, I'd like to see a new. Uh, Oddworld game. Oddworld Ooh. game, yeah. You know, what was the last one they had? Uh, Stranger's Wrath. That was quite a while ago. Yeah, and they're re-releasing Odyssey in HD. Cool. Shinobi is one that got brought up in the chat. Room there. It did get a reboot recently with, on the 3DS. Shinobi, though. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a bit... Uh, Not great, but I mean, it, it's been done recently. I'm amazed no one has said Battlefront. Because it's coming out. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. We don't know whether it will be good or not. But do we want it? I do. I've always got room for it. This thing is, game. it's one of those cases of like, it's, even if, if it turns out to be bad, fair enough. But I would rather it come out and, and we know it's bad than someone say, we're never going to make another Battlefront game again. Yep. Mm. That's where I am uh, with it. I'll because, take my chances. Yeah, we'll take our chances. It's probably going to be bad, but even if it's bad, it doesn't change the fact that we'd rather have it and it be bad than never have a, uh, another Battlefront game. On the same lines, one I want, rather than to never have one, is a new Dungeon Keeper. Yes, Dungeon Keeper. That, nowadays, could be fucking that incredible. That could be beautiful. Oh, I've not thought about Dungeon Keeper. <laughs> yeah. I might go play Dungeon Keeper too. A new Golden Axe. And if anyone mentions Beast Rider, <laughs> I will break a bottle off in their face. Well, there's Reast Bider. Reast Bider? Oh, <laughs> it's not a good game. When was the last Age of Empires game out? If you don't count Age of Empires Online... No, we don't count Age of Empires Online. That's not a thing. A while back. Uh, let me check. Because they've just done the HD pack. Yeah, they've just done Age of Empires 2, the HD pack. And then there's then there was Age of Empires 3, which I didn't think was as good. Obviously, we want to see another Elder Scrolls game, but that's going to be a long, long time coming. They always are. Yeah. Um, is there room for a new Mass Effect game anytime soon? Yeah, they're making they're it. Doing, yeah, they are. Mass Effect 4... Oh, okay, um, which is not... This is the thing, is, is it one of those things... It's not Shepard. Have they pulled a Halo on it and said, it's not Shepard, and then they've gone, actually, it's Shepard? No, so far they've just said, it's not Shepard. Okay, cool. Okay. Fair enough, then. Uh, We don't know what it is, but it's not Shepard. I'm just looking through my my, uh, list of things I've got on Steam, and, like, there's really nothing there that sort of, like, definitely needs an update, uh, an updated addition to the franchise. Well, we've got... Just thinking we've got... Dawn of War, Dawn of War 2, 
hopefully there'd be a fantasy game on the way. Yeah, definitely now, want to see a fantasy game. Well, uh, what's it called? Because the, they are working with Creative Assembly now. Yeah, they've got rid of Relic, and now they've got Creative Assembly, who don't really do sci-fi. They do. Uh, they do more fantasy, historical, historical combat. Historical. Um, and I have seen a mod for Rome Total War, which is the Warhammer world, so we'll have to see. That'll be interesting. What do you guys think? Uh, well, as you know, fantasy isn't my thing. True. But, I mean, what, what would you think of, say, uh, because, I mean, there's the Empire in fantasy, which I assume would play like Empire Total War, and that you can have gun lines and whatnot. Yeah, but it's still, it's, it's the Warhammer fantasy setting, which is not my thing. Okay, fair enough. So I think it would be great for a lot of people whose thing it is. Yeah, but I like would us. buy it. Go team. Go team. Have we lost Irish again? Yep. Yeah, we I would have. like to see uh-huh. a revival of most of the LucasArts point-and-click adventures. Monkey Island? Yep. Day of the Tentacle? Yep. Uh, Maniac Mansion? Yep. Well done, I've now officially announced all of the ones I know. Full <laughs> Throttle? Yes. Dig? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Grim Fandango, Hell's Yes. Interesting, yeah. I would like to see any and all of these. I want to see Dig Dug as a first-person shooter. (laughs) That's the problem, is any franchise we say they should make another one of, they'll just turn it to a first-person shooter. Probably with a Skrillex soundtrack. (laughs) There was one I was thinking of when you were talking about the the (laughs) point-click adventure. Um, Oh, I have no mouth and I must scream. Mm. I don't know if you could add to that because it was based on well, a no, book and they did the book. But if you made it nowadays with, I don't know, a slightly more dark and foreboding look to it, I mean, as much as I love uh, I Have No Math and I'm a Scream, it was very bright, very primary colours in places. That's true. Um, the feel of it kind of got lost, I think. I'd like it to see that. could be done better today, that's true. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen a Terminator game in a while. That's probably for the best, given what's been happening in the Terminator films. I love the latest Terminator film. Haven't seen it yet. Didn't see the one before either. I've not seen Terminator 3. Um, I will admit, however, that the original ending for Terminator Salvation was infinitely better than the the one they filmed. (laughs) A revived franchise recently that hasn't worked that well was SimCity. (sighs) Yeah. But is is that because of the game, or is it because EA are stupid? It's both. Yeah. And again, let's keep an eye out for Battlefront, shall we? Yeah. Because I was never big into the SimCity games anyway. Uh, neither was I. So I couldn't, I couldn't really judge whether it was a good version of the game. But No, there's limitations imposed by the way they went with the simulation that are just stupid. Completely okay. counterintuitive. And it's, it's killed the game because they've made such a fuss about how accurate a simulation it is and how one-to-one everything is, and it's not. Everything is approximated uh, so vaguely that, yes, you can follow individual sims on their daily um, commute, but what you'll do, what you'll find out if you do that is they don't go to the same job every day and they don't return to the same home every day. <laughs> yeah. They go Just to like real a life. job of the correct class for them and return to a home of the correct class for them. So it's stratified communism. That's really eerie and amazing. And I really just how that works. I kind of want to play that now, just create this kind of bizarre <laughs> feudal communist society. <laughs> Gee, just think, when was Spore? That was a few years ago now. Yeah, but it doesn't need a reboot or a revive. Yeah. 
It, it was needs to be left alone. That was one of those games that was like a complete standalone. You couldn't really do more to it other than maybe add expansion packs to it. I think it could be redone. But I don't think there's a lot of point. It really couldn't be redone. That's the thing. Is it, it, it's one of those standalone things. Like, it doesn't have a plot, so you can't you know, add more to the plot. And if you remade it, it would just be exactly the same game, but look a bit nicer. And it's a really cartoony, goofy-looking game. Maybe I want to play the same game, but a bit nicer. But that's the point. You don't need it to look nice, because it's, it's already really cartoony and goofy. So when you have really stylized graphics, you don't necessarily need to make them look much smoother. Maybe I want some really stylized graphics. Just reinstall it and turn the graphics settings up. If you, if you haven't used up all your reinstalls. Okay, I'm back again. Welcome back. Welcome back. What have I missed? Uh, everything. You terrible. Uh-huh. We have started the revolution. Um, I was going to say we need a new Total War, but yeah, they've got. We're, well, we're now onto the sequels, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about to... cartoony graphics. Rome Two. Woohoo! Spore is what we were talking about. Oh God, Spore. Um, yeah, so we've got Rome Two coming out. That's a new sort of sequel franchise ad <coughs> thing. See, Rome is Rome is one of those games where you could add more to it because. There are bits missing from yeah, Rome. Total it was War. quite basic, but with every every new Total War game, Creative Assembly have been very good. Of yeah, yeah, if you consider the franchise to be Total War, it's one that's yeah. never gone away. Yeah, and each addition to it has been significantly. I'm just interested to see where it's going to go after this. Yeah, will they go to three or will they do something different? I doubt they'll go to three this quickly. I mean, Medieval Three. Well, yeah, no, yeah, they've only got three to go. It's got Medieval Three. Uh, or well, Empire, Empire 2, two but... but I really think they'll probably go to a new um, set of resources they'll go to, they'll I, go to a new I pool honestly, I thought they'd go to a new pool before doing Rome 2 yeah. I didn't think Rome was too far removed from the current version of games that it actually needed redoing yeah. well, Rome, Rome, Rome was the point where they jumped I mean Shogun and Medieval 1 were both very different and they're the ones I like. I'm not that big a fan of um, Rome onwards. So if we're doing a little bit of mutant wishlisting here, what sort of period of time would you guys like to see as the next uh, Total War? Well, sure, I don't play Total War. I'm not really that bored. Okay. I like Shogun. I like Shogun. I love Shogun. There we go. Shogun 3. There we go. Same game again. Same game again. <laughs> Do it again, but better. <laughs> the System Shock approach. It works for them. Oh, I just realised what they're going to do next. Warhammer Total War. We were literally just talking about creative. Oh yeah, they will. (laughs) If they actually call it Warhammer Total War, I'll be very disappointed. Well, they kind of have to, because if it's a game of Total War set in the Warhammer world, there's only one place it really can be set, and that's the Empire. So (laughs) the naming of it is either going to be Warhammer Total War, or something like Total Warhammer, or something like that, or The Empire Total War. I don't think Games Workshop would let them do that. I think Games Workshop would want that own independent franchise rather than having to tie it in with something else. Yeah. I quite like Total Warhammer. Yeah. I do like Total Warhammer. That's a cool name. And it would work really well. It would fit in with everything, but I just don't think Games Workshop would let them. I don't, how well did Space Marine do? Would they push that? Probably not. It did not. okay. It did, yeah, yeah, I it, enjoyed it. It did okay. It was an okay game. It wouldn't have worked in any other... Well, I suppose Fire Warrior kind of worked. I enjoyed that. This is one of those things. Did Fire Warrior really work? It was I enjoyed okay. it. It was an okay game. Was it, was it okay because it had Brian Blessed in it, though? That helped. <laughs> Brian uh, Blessed helps many things. 
Yeah, additions to franchises. What about the, like the original, the actual, the Alien games? Not like Alien vs Predator and all that, but I'd like to see. I mean, because we've had Colonial Marines recently. Yeah, we have. Mm. And that's that's you know outside of the the AVP bit, but it is part of the sort of the movie franchise tie-in game series. What about just a Predator reboot? Well, we've had we've had a new Predator movie. Yeah. And I I think the last Predator. Oh no, I, I forgot Urban Jungle. I liked Ooh, it. What about RoboCop games? Ooh. Oh my god, when was the last Robocop in a long time? Was the last Robocop game literally the Mega Drive? No, it was Robocop no. 3. Yeah. Okay. Never played it. The game was better than the movie. <laughs> Isn't there going to probably be a new one with the new Robocop though? Probably. That's what I'm suggesting. Yeah, most likely. Then again, not a not a lot of the movies nowadays get a movie tying game. Or if they do, it's really, really downplayed. I mean Or it'll be a casual game played on Facebook or something. Yeah, because I mean, Iron Man Three got what an app, an app if that. Mm. Uh, as it was, as far as tie-in games go, I've recently started playing because it was the first because it was a free download on Xbox Gold. Um, Spartacus. Yeah, I've been playing that. That's yeah, actually quite it's good. Really bad. Ah, <laughs> oh, the tie-in games are for another day. Yeah, it is, but yeah. man, really bad. I don't know. I didn't find it too bad. And if we're going to talk about like franchises that need games added on. The old, the old Hercules series with Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> that is a new video game, because we haven't had one since the beat-em-up on the N64. Yeah. No, I'd quite like Kevin it. Sorbo to get busy doing the Andromeda game. Oh, that'd be pretty cool as well. Yeah. Come on, Kevin Hercules. Get your boots on. Make it. I just realised, going back to that early thing, what franchise would you like to see made into a game? I just noticed Black Lagoon off the, uh, <gasps> the side Ooh. of my uh, cabinet over there. Oh. I still haven't watched enough of that. Modern day pirate. An, an open, open world uh, modern day piracy. Thing. I was going to say, what yeah. little yeah. I've seen makes me go, hells yes. Yeah. Which, in a way, kind of looks, it kind of seems what Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. I think if we see how that goes, it could be interesting to see it tie in. But I mean, like a, like a GTA, but with addition to the high seas as a, as a major plot point. One of, the, one of the best photo things I've seen to it is... Was in like my prediction for the new Assassin's Creed was worst Assassin's game yet, best pirate simulator ever. <laughs> I don't know, Sid Meier's Pirates. Mm. Sid Meier's Pirates was pretty damn good. Yeah. That could, what about that for a reboot? Sid, well, Sid Meier's Pirates sort of was a bit of a reboot. A, a reboot, reboot. <laughs> Are you showing impressions of a frog now? <laughs> reboot, nope. reboot. Um, and on that note, shall we leave it? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Unless any others that you, you desperately want to talk there, about? There was I'm just that... very aware we've been going for over an hour and a half now. Uh, another another World of Darkness video game. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes. That would be great. Because we've had Vampire the Masquerade Redemption, and we've had Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, and those were two very different games. Very different, but both oh. pretty good. Yeah, I want to see one. I mean, granted, they sort of go with the times, so the first one was a top-down, squad-based RPG. Um, the the second one was a sort of uh, Half Life style first person, sh- not really shooter, but first person RPG. Mm. Uh, I think with the ethos and yeah, we'd have a cover based RPG, cover based third person yeah. playing like Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the World of Darkness. That'd be good. And it would be, be okay vampire. And it would and it would be vampire because I don't think World of Dark- uh, White Wolf like to rock the boat in terms of their franchises. No, every game they probably have a werewolf in it. Yeah, well, they did try to release a werewolf game and uh, Wrath of Gaia, and it got 
put in development hell forever and then it's died. But yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I mean, we're running out of time now as well because Requiem, well, the, the current era of uh, World of Darkness games is going to be shelved, I think, this year, next year? This year? Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, it is this year. So yeah. That so won't stop that. people playing it because people still play the old Masquerade. Yeah, I mean, if I had access to Bloodlines, I've still got it on disc somewhere in the house. I meant the uh, pen and paper game. But oh, yeah. Time. I've also got that somewhere in the house. It's right on the shelf. I can yeah, see it yeah. now. Maybe I'll run that on Thursday. Yeah. Good um, so, yeah, that's, that's my last edition. <laughs> you want to see another vampire or werewolf or yada yada game? Mike, any last thoughts? Oh, I really can't think of anything that I desperately need redone. I need, I need another flying game in my life, and I haven't had any of those since the 90s. Another air combat game or flight simulator? I, I want, a, I want a, space, a space flight combat simulator like the old X-Wing games. I need I'll give you, I'll give you a game of Battlefront 2 in a bit. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, there is a new Ace Combat on the way. The Ace Combat series annoyed me a few titles ago. I think it was... Ace Combat 4 started to get on my tits. Mm-hmm. Ace Sorry. Combat 6. What, what was it? Which one was Fires of Liberation? Because I played that for a bit and I just got upset. <laughs> no, I need, I need a new Space Combat one. That's what I need in my life. Everything else is still pretty much good. I've got my FPSs. I've got my RPGs. I've got my third-person shooters. Yeah. I'm quite set. I just want a new flying thingy. What about you, Mr. Irish? Mm. Yeah, same. Really, nothing I can think of right now. Next no franchises that you, that you would really just totally want to see done right this second, just now. Well, I would have said Strider, but that's getting a reboot already. Yeah, and looks pretty fucking cool. Well, I would pay money for a new Mac Warrior game right now. Not the oh, there's one. Uh, HD edition of Steel Battalion. I was going to say, there's one we overlooked, Steel Ooh. Battalion. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. Scrap, scrap Warrior. I'd like to see Steel Battalion get a sequel. It did. No, it didn't. I'd no. rather have Warrior. It really didn't. I'd, I think on balance, I'd prefer Warrior. Mm. But do it um, Pacific Rim style. Ooh. A Pacific Rim Warrior crossover. Oh, Ooh. there we go. That's, that's, we were thinking, how would, a, how would a Pacific Rim game work? And there we go, we found it. <laughs> That'd be great. Don't do it MMO. That was terrible. And so, I think I've mentioned most of mine. Yeah, I think the only one left is Lemmings. <laughs> Lemmings, <laughs> do, Lemmings holds up. Lemmings needs to be a third-person cover-based shooter. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, do oh. squad-based. You've got all the the builder, blocker, digger, and you assign them off of the Actually, command menu Lemmings, to your Lemmings teammates. Lemmings is a class-based shooter like TF2. TF2 is the redo of that franchise. Yeah, I was going to say Lemmings as a, as a class-based shooter. That's a horrible idea. Yeah, I know, right? Especially if you just have nothing but kamikaze Lemmings. I think this is the point where we end the show. Somebody yeah. do a yeah. mod. Somebody made that mod. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us once again. Let's go! We've Let's enjoyed go. it. I've, I've had a fantastic time. I had a lovely dinner. When I've been here, it's been great. Yes, Mike's not going to be here next episode. I won't be. As in, he literally... You amaze me. He's not going to be in the flat next episode. Why? Where will he, where will he be? Oh, I'm working. He's working. We're not going to say where he is, but he's working. Ah. Because enough. if he told you, he'd have to kill you. Well, that and, you know, people might turn up and start hitting him. 
Well, they might do that. McDonald's. Anyway, I think I, I think half the listeners know where I work. Yeah, I, I think I've they invited all know. half the listeners around. Wait, how do you have half of three listeners? <laughs> one, two, someone, three, someone, three, one of our listeners four. do know, but they also forget sometimes. Anyway, anywho, I have been Simon. I have been Jack. I have been Irish, and I'm a fairy. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah that works. No, see you next week, folks. Bye. 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 Wait, 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 wait. Before we go, everyone, send us more listener mail. Oh, yeah, we like that. We do. Bye. We like that a lot. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.